I was I was going to say like I I can imagine some of the TV shows that you showed the intros to, but I didn't realize that TV was around back when Forrest was a kid. Ooh, <laughs> he showed a um, the trailer for Young Mr. Lincoln, which was like his favorite movie. <laughs> And I was like, why did you like this? Did you understand what was happening? Because he said it's basically just a movie of people talking. And I was like, but did you know what was going on? Like, I don't get it. And then I was showing him like Sagwa. That was a great show. Sagwa. I loved Sagwa. So good. I watched Sagwa and I thought, <laughs> because I was watching it, I thought that I like knew Chinese. <laughs> because at the they would like teach you a couple words you, at the end yeah. of the episode yeah. and I thought like and I would like practice the words and stuff and I remember like writing out the word for rain a bunch of times this is rain <laughs> what's going on I wrote it I wrote it out because I was going to show you the only one I remember and it's okay rain. <laughs> yeah that's hilarious okay we all watch this episode so I remember <laughs> practicing rain and showing my or I think I showed my dad and my um cousin one day my cousin's much much older than me um so he was like an adult anyway and I was kidding so I'm showing him this and they were like wow rain and like really encouraging me and I remember in that moment thinking like does rain mean something more important than I like realize? Like, why are they so amazed that I'm writing rain? And yeah, anyway, it was it was a weird, weird time when I thought I could speak Chinese, but I couldn't. <laughs> you were or not speak, I thought I could write it. Nicole Ortiz and I'm Kelly Iverson and you're listening to Nevertheless She Podcasted. Nicole, what are we talking about today? Let's talk about some church, man. It's been a moment. That was all I had to say. That's it. Podcast over. Good and to go. Thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, so I wanted to talk to you, Kaylee, mm-hmm. about um, this kind of weird, weird state we're in with um, Oregon. Tell me about it. I know. <laughs> um. But kind of the, the state that the church is in right now, I've seen a lot of articles recently about that say, like, what if they don't come back? And just kind of talking about this new age we've entered where church was online for so long because of the pandemic. And now churches have opened up. And what, what if people just don't come back? And I'm in a weird space with church and everything and thinking like maybe that's not so bad and maybe church needs to 
be a little different. So anyway, all that to say, I kind of wanted to explore some of this with you. Sounds good. Um, <clears throat> my brain's just not working today. It's fine. Also, it's early ish it's it's early and more than anything nicole and i've been fighting the internet for like an hour yes disclaimer remember we are recording through zoom and good old zoom does what it wants sometimes and sometimes the internet does what it wants so please forgive us if our audio is a little funky sometimes maybe we might cut out in a few words sorry just deal with it okay Oh, sorry, sorry, I got angry again. Nicole yells at our audience. Like, I don't know what's up with that. Uh, yeah. You <laughs> need to work on your anger. <laughs> no. Uh, this is how I get out my anger. The podcast. That's kind of true for us. <laughs> you have one piece of hair that's just straight up. I feel like a little flag. <laughs> no, it's an antenna. That's not even the one I was talking about. It's the other side. Nicole, what is your church looking like these days? Um, so we have about, say, 20 or so folks who come in person every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all socially distanced. We have certain pews blocked off. Um, uh, Forrest and I. Sorry, I had to deal with that. Anyway, Forrest and I are kind of running service and yeah and then we have a live stream and we usually have like 10 or so people watching that a Sunday and then after and our service is super stripped down there's no like in-person music or anything like that and then after service we all go outside and chat for a bit that's about it yeah but I think well, I'll get to that. Kaylee, what's your church looking like? Um, kind of similar. Um, we've got about, yeah, probably about 20 people who attend in person, socially distanced, masked, uh, temperature checks at the door, <clears throat> um, all of that good stuff. We do have live music, which we um, include in our live stream. Um, cool. And then we've got really varying amounts of people that attend online every week. It's it's never a consistent number. And then after church, same sort of like meander outside and chat, but it's not like an organized thing. It's like people on their way up to their car that are just like, they're singing Little Mermaid songs. That's no, what it sounds no, like you're that's, introing. Ba, da, 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 ba, ba, ba. That's I was doing the Nickelodeon intro. Oh. They're Nickelodeon fans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, famously. <laughs> Everything's anyway. orange and green inside. There's a special slime Sunday. <laughs> we don't actually do baptisms. We just it's do slime. <laughs> that would be so fun. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sounds horrifying. Anyway. Uh, oh my gosh. But that's kind of what it looks like now. It's so similar. So something I've been thinking about is the young people. The young the people, youths. the youths. These three youths. Okay. 
I was quoting my cousin Vinny. It's a good movie with Joe Pesci. Please check it out if you have a chance. And back to the podcast. So, <laughs> um, something I've been thinking about is like the youth, or maybe even, I don't know. Overall, I've been thinking like church as it is now is not meeting the needs of young folks. Um, and say more okay yeah so (laughs) maybe not even young people um here's what i've been feeling about church i've been feeling a bit like it's a bit stagnant in a lot of ways and that people are needing a deeper sense of community and i don't feel like necessarily churches are meeting that and especially as we're coming out of the pandemic or at least transforming into the new phase of the pandemic like people are really craving a space um, to connect and to build a deeper sense of community and sometimes not all the time I feel like that can get lost in um, some of the motions of church. Yeah. Okay. What, what are your thoughts, Kaylee? This is such a complicated discussion. Um, that I threw at us in the morning. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're totally (laughs) welcome. Um, we've, we've talked about this a bit. Um, not you and I. I mean, you and I have talked about this a bit. Yes, we have. Um, but my church has talked about this a bit as well. Uh, and my church experience is a similar panic of like, duh, what if people don't come back? Because we've found this comfort in being able to do church from home. Quotes. Um, <clears throat> and actually, here's, here's a question I want to ask you. Yes does does your church collect tithes yes okay so that's like mostly what our church runs off of we get very very little from the denomination itself and so that's what pays we have to pay the denomination to exist that's anyway yeah same um that's a different can of worms yeah yeah yeah. we're not Um, talking about denominations today not today um not yet at least we yeah, we'll see what happens and a couple um, more i was gonna say drinks in me but I'm, I'm just drinking water tea and now coffee i'm a thirsty girl <laughs> please continue kaylee let me mute myself oh my god um similarly our church collects times as well and then it's what our church is able to operate off of it's what pays our pastors it's what pays our rent um and I think, I think that like, organize your thoughts before you open your mouth. Um. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> okay. Wow. Goodness gracious. Um, and I think, I think that when we think of different sort of community gatherings that are less than organized church, it feels wrong to collect tithes there. Interesting. Does that make sense? Like if, if you went to a church potluck that was just a potluck, 
and then they were like, give us money, it would feel really bizarre. <laughs> well, here's something I have done at different churches before mm-hmm. is we have a pot like during our services what am i saying okay if we have some kind of meal or something that's before you open your good one good song i like this song okay (laughs) if we have some kind of meal um we'll have like a little container on the table um Mm -hmm. and it just says like donations or something no one's asking for it it's just there and people at some point will drop donations in there do you feel that that's want. comparable, though, to what you would normally make out of a tithe? Um, no. So the way that our church gets most of our tithe is mm-hmm. from folks who have been members for a while. And they, no matter if we have a plate out or not, they'll just mail in their checks, drop mm-hmm. them off at church. So they're, they've pledged, basically, to consistently give a certain amount each month. And so that's like baseline where we get most of our funds. And then anything on Sunday is like, sometimes people are dropping off the checks they normally would give just because mm-hmm. they're there. But sometimes it's like the, the like off givers who sometimes give some cash, sometimes don't, you know, things like that. Um, and now yeah. that we've opened up, now we have a PayPal we get a number of donations through that as well. And so on a Sunday, we'll do, no, I've really got to tell you all of this, Kayla. <laughs> so on the Sunday, we'll do like an offering prayer. And before that, I'll just explain, hey, if you want to donate, there's our plate back there. If you want to donate online, this is how you do it. Thank you all for supporting us during the pandemic. Um, what you give has helped keep this place open and operating. And that's, and that's something that I think that we do need to acknowledge in this same conversation is that while churches are not primarily businesses, they do operate in business-like ways and they kind of have to, like, we can't, like, it's, you got to pay to be inside a building. That's just, that is the world that we live in and churches are not always immune to that. And so, and and it's also worth noting that neither Nicole nor myself work at a mega church. (laughs) No, 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 no. Nicole Nicole and her husband are the pastors of their church and the pastors of my church and I can't they're not the pastors of my church I was <laughs> we're taking over <laughs> they're the pastors of their church period and then the pastors of my church <laughs> there we go um live live fairly modest lives <laughs> it's like yes um and and you know I we all know how rich Nicole is it's it's really oh yes but rolling um, in the dough (laughs) but yeah and so I it's it's worth acknowledging that like the conversation surrounding tithing is problematic and frustrating but it's also just a reality of the system that we are in currently Mm -hmm. here's something that as church is or I guess should be kind of shifting I think a big thing that needs to shift is the running on tithing because I don't think it's realistic. Do you have another proposal though? Working on it. Well, I think that um, churches have to come up with other forms of, um, I guess, getting money. Like think of just a nonprofit because churches are nonprofits. Okay, Regular nonprofit. Yes, they've run. Churches are supposed to be nonprofits. (laughs) 
yes supposed to be looking at you joel osteen uh looking judgingly at you Hey, I didn't he pray with that guy before he like cross remember that guy was walking on a rope across like a long a long path I don't know over a canyon I don't know what he was doing something dumb I think he had Joel soon come and pray with him I bet he got a lot of money from that that he donated all to the church Philistine came over and said, God will protect you on this rope as long as you give a thousand dollars to my church. And then and then he said, if not, this guy over here is gonna push you. <laughs> yeah. We went we went from Joel Osteen preaching the prosperity gospel to Joel Osteen being in the mob. <laughs> yes, he's also a mobster. You guys didn't know that? He totally is a mobster. Also, we saw all of this on live TV. It was a crazy event. And they had subtitles at the bottom for when we couldn't hear him. Anyway. It was really weird because, you know, you think that his publicity people would be a little better at, like, sort of weeding these things out, but it just happened. Yeah. Not his uh, best <laughs> this is, time. This is the part of the show where we note that Nicole and I are absolutely joking. Joel Osteen, please don't no. sue us. We really couldn't survive it. We couldn't. But also everything I've said is true. No, no. no <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. Not. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> We're going to get sued. Okay, like he's listening to this, he's got other things to do or fly to or pray over people walking over canyons or something. I don't know, skydivers or something. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> good lord, if I got in a plane and Joel Osting was in there, I I would not feel comfortable. Like I'm not jumping. Sorry. You know what? Not today. Not today. <laughs> Anyway, wow, we okay. wildly so back to tithing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about your church, mm-hmm. but where we get most of our tithing are from our older congregants mm-hmm. who grew up in the tradition of tithing and keeping, building, float, all of that. That's a part of your duty. This is also the generation that some of them bought, um, what is it called? like grave sites from the church like the tradition of how do I explain this the tradition of like when you die you give a portion of your estate to the church like all of these things were just normal like you do everything within the church so even Mm -hmm. like your funeral all of that your grave site like that's all a part of you being a part of this church Mm -hmm that is not in my opinion how younger people run their lives or want to run their lives and so when you're asking a 20 something who is struggling to pay rent to now help keep a building afloat a church afloat it's just not going to happen in the same way that other generations have and that's where I think tithing doesn't survive so much as some of our older church generations die out. Note that our generation doesn't have the the like flexible income to be able to tithe to the same level that older generations do. Something that is interesting though is that we're in a generation where we're more willing to like, and this is talking about entertainment, and I'm not talking about church's entertainment. I'm talking about financial models of of the youths, as we call them. Um, but like I think about how many people um are you familiar with twitch the platform twitch 
Okay. I think about how many people will subscribe and pay money to streamers that they watch. Oh yeah, yeah. And and some people some people do like one-time donations to streamers that they watch and some people think subscribe. about the people who give us money, Patreon. That's actually a better example. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why are you talking about Twitch? Well, well because <laughs> I because I I guess I mean almost but, taking out okay, finish you're making me think of other things. And so I, I think about how people in our generation are paying money like to Twitch streamers, whether they're like doing a one-time donation or sometimes they pay money to subscribe to that channel. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> people do that with YouTube as well. And then, I mean, with, with streaming services now, nobody pays for cable anymore. Nobody no. our age pays for cable anymore. <laughs> what we do no. is we look at streaming services. We pick what has the most stuff that we enjoy and then yes. we subscribe to that streaming service and then we share it with all our friends and then they yes. pay for a different one and suddenly you have all of them or you're taylor and i and we're the people who have all of them and all of our friends use ours because so- yeah. <laughs> we don't want to rely on anyone else no <laughs> kidding and so i i think about how the model of tithing doesn't seem like financially graspable but also i think that we're kind of in a weird space with people our age who kind of we're going to call it tithing it's not it's not intrinsically the same as tithing but a system not unlike tithing for for entertainment that they take in does mm. that make sense yes so you're making great points and it's making me think these places that people are giving to these mm-hmm. um whether it be streaming services whether it be podcasts um shout these- out to all of our patrons 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 okay <laughs> um they're giving to these things because one they're either receiving something that they feel is worth whatever that cost is or two they really believe in the people or the thing that they're giving to right like yeah. We have people who are patrons. Maybe they don't watch every single or listen to every single episode. They certainly overall, don't watch anything. <laughs> I know they don't. Huh. I'm just kidding. There's nothing because, to watch. Because we're a podcast, so podcast, to be clear. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I don't know where that laugh came from. But they definitely believe in the work that we're doing and the stuff that we're creating. And they want to support us as well as the thing that we're making. Right? That or they're my mom. Well, she wants to do those things that I said. She wants to support us and the thing. Um, that do you really making. believe in us, though? <laughs> she's just like, eh, she's my daughter. <laughs> I'll just throw her a couple bucks. <laughs> that is exactly what my mom said. I know. I know that's my, how she sounds. What it really is is most of our patrons subscribe to our Patreon for your art. <laughs> that's what it is. Overwhelmingly, that's been the response. What response? Where are these responses coming from? No, I because I talk to our patrons. What? Because I I run our no Patreon. one talks to me <laughs> because you don't run our Patreon. Send me a letter. Overwhelmingly, people look forward to your art more than anything. Well, which, thanks. Which friends? If you were a patron for this last month, you got some pretty special <laughs> art. Some uh, retro art from. Well, I guess it's not retro, but it did come from the archives of Nicole Ortiz. Anyway, sorry, you were saying those are the reasons people give money to entertainers. And that's also the reason people give money to, um, what are they called? 
Nonprofits. That's where I was going mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Nonprofits. Like, I don't know, whatever you think a nonprofit is. Here's a great one. Don't shoot Portland. Great nonprofit. Mm-hmm. People donate monthly to them, one-time donations, all of that. And it helps keep them moving and doing all the cool stuff that they do. Totally. Um, problem with churches. I don't think people in younger generations are as willing to give to a church because what are they exactly getting or seeing accomplished? What are they supporting? Mm. Um, Because I think people are looking at churches and And, not necessarily seeing... um, I don't know, people doing the work of the community. And that's not always the case, but I do think that sometimes that's how people feel. I think that I think that one thing that you need to acknowledge you need to acknowledge. Jeez. That we need, <laughs> yes. Let's we need to acknowledge in this conversation is that we're making pretty big statements about the church and tithing and all of those things. And we're going to be making some pretty big blanket statements that are obviously not going to cover the spectrum of things. Like so it's- like our church our church (laughs) my church it's so hard to do the r my your yeah Um, my church is has made lots of really really big efforts to be involved in the like local community that they're in um they do a lot of like uh there's there's an elderly woman who lives near our church who does not attend our church and in twice a year we go and clean up her yard and do like severe yard maintenance we started a couple of years ago a, tu- a tutoring program for kids in gladstone because gladstone school district is real stellar as most school districts in oregon are um and they started a tutoring program like they they, they do a lot of big community mm-hmm. work overarchingly over m- bigger churches specifically that's not always true mm-hmm. i also think something that gets problematic is i don't think that we should be let me rephrase i think it gets dangerous when people start paying the church for something they get out of it i'm putting quotes around those topics because when we look back over like the catholic system of indulgences like obviously we are in like protestant denominations we ain't about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um something that i do that i do think is different but also problematic in its own ways is I do think I do think that there are people who donate to churches because they believe I mean a lot of a lot of the people at my church who tithe say that they have stood by our church through thick and thin because they believe in our pastors because they believe in the mission that they're chasing and like Mm -hmm. and what they're doing and so they continually give the money to make sure that like the lights stay on in the church yeah I think that something that gets problematic because we were talking about like Twitch and YouTube and mm-hmm. our podcast and streaming services is, and I realize that I'm the one who put forward that comparison, but something problematic about that is then we're looking at our pastors through a lens of entertainment, mm-hmm. which has totally been a huge issue. And I mean, like, I think back to like, churches that I go to that have like smoke shows and laser shows as part of their worship service yeah and it's and laser tag 
That'd be so sure. Cool. <laughs> no, but like, and is is that is that fun? Absolutely. But it, I mean, like you're you're kind of using a gimmick to keep yeah. people in your services, and yeah. lots of churches are guilty of this. <laughs> And it's such a balance because apparently I'm soapboxing. <laughs> it's such Do a it. difficult balance because um, Nicole and I talk about how a lot about how like we are continually in the church and trying to better the church, but we're also very critical of aspects of church. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. I think that it gets complicated because on on the non-leader side of things, you're like, that's gimmicky and it's cheap and like you're doing ridiculous things to get people to come. But on like the leadership side that sees how much churches are struggling right now, you're, you're desperate to do anything to keep people in mm-hmm. because it's the only way that your churches survive. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to do the deep restorative community work that you want to do, you have to have people who are in your church and to have people in your church who have to do something that appeals to them, which leads to this gimmickiness, which leads to the criticism that you're not doing enough for the community. It's so complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think... <laughs> Thank you for letting me get that out. You're good. (laughs) You touched on some important things. And I think that one, I just want to go back to what you were saying about we're a part of it and we're also critical of it. And I think those are important things because, for example, like our country, like we are a part of it and we're critical of it. Boom. Yeah. Like, I don't think that means that we don't support the church. Mm-hmm. I think that when you are a part of something like part of that is um, thinking what's going to make it better what are that's... we doing that's harmful what are we doing you know like that's a part of that's a conversation we've had me. about the concept of patriotism and how to you and me patriotism is wanting Absolutely. what makes our country better yes even if that's not supporting what it currently looks like yes especially if it's not supporting what it currently looks like so like believing in something doesn't mean that you're you know always saying like no matter what this thing does Mm. it's correct like that's not that's not helpful so just wanted to add that but um i have many thoughts one i i don't think that churches should have to do the gimmicks and things like that to try to get people in or get people to stay I guess what I'm but I understand the the feeling of needing to do something like that Mm -hmm. to get people to stay and do that to help pay for the good all of these things and I think what I'm wondering and questioning lately lately is maybe the entire structure of how we've formed church needs to be shaken a little. And I think besides people paying monthly and things like that to receive something, some kind of benefit, some kind of service, some kind of entertainment, um, I think another way that people lack of a better word, buy into things um, is because of their connection to that thing and Mm -hmm. their belief in that thing. And I, when I was younger, um, 
I think I felt pretty strongly about like everyone in church needing to be Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that I'm older, I realize that the church is a, has a function for its entire community and people around whether or not they subscribe to Christianity. Mm -hmm. And so so there's this other church in portland called salt and light that's really cool and they have people who are part of the church who aren't christians but they believe so deeply in the community that has been created and um working together within that community to meet the needs of their neighborhood Mm -hmm. that like that makes sense that that's their space as well and they have a place there and they're welcome there and right now as a pastor I feel like I'm working so hard to hold up the structure of what church has been Mm -hmm. and to invite people into that and to keep people in that to keep running that that I'm starting to think like why are we even doing it this way what are we even trying to save? Like, is the thing that we're working to save worth saving if it's not meeting the needs of the neighborhood and community? And why would I try to get people to buy into this thing when I know that I have nothing back to offer them, even Mm -hmm. if it's not like entertainment, but just community, like I don't have a solid thing. Mm-hmm. to say be a part of this or whatever oh I just said many things <laughs> it's that cool. may connect is, and may not we're, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna have a conversation we're gonna have dueling soapboxes yeah <laughs> maybe no. they connect maybe they don't <laughs> as is the case for our podcast regularly um no I think I think that you make some interesting points something that's come up for um Taylor and myself lately is we've been having this conversation Taylor is my spouse for any new listeners for any new listeners you chose a weird episode to start on Um, uh Taylor and I talk about uh this that tension of like ugh, what if people just attend online forever what if they never come back and where we think people do need to be in person obviously in a post-pandemic like safer yeah health-wise world pretend that we're living in a world where we could congregate without the risk of covid yes let's just sit there happily for a second okay anyway back to the question (laughs) (laughs) Um, there are moments where we think that like there's so much value to being in person with people and then there are moments where like well maybe that's maybe that's less strict right now and for us we talk about that formal structure of church of like a formal worship space and a formal lesson and those are things that taylor and i really deeply value like we really find Mm -hmm. connection like with god through the model of a traditional church service that that works really well for us um and and so we love to be in person for that but also like it makes sense that there are people who can do that remotely and glean the same exact stuff Mm-hmm. we wish that there was a way where we could be like yeah do whatever for this but then have like scheduled scheduled and often community spaces yes. of like whether that's the same day or a different day 
it's easier if it's the same day because life is busy (laughs) to be like potluck or just chat space and like something that keeps your community together and invested um but but we are wondering if if the formal worship portion if that if we should be fighting so hard Mm -hmm. to keep that in person which I which is complicated because I do see a lot of value of having multiple bodies in the room for that I think that that can be I mean Nicole you you and I have both preached to a present congregation you and Mm -hmm. I have both given sermons online yeah and I don't know like it's (laughs) I think it's better in person yeah it's where you can say a thing and you get the chorus of "Mm." (laughs) and you're just like okay cool that's resonating and then you can be I mean, I, I, you and I, I don't know how, I don't know exactly how you preach, but I know that I go up with like a pretty solid outline of where I'm going, but then I will, I will lean into different pieces depending on what people are resonating with. Like mm-hmm. I don't change the entire message, but I do lean harder into things where people are finding those bits of connection and mm-hmm. preaching to cameras is freaking weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. So. Yeah. No, I, I think that there's value in the and I keep we're using the words traditional um for like church service because we're talking about like a sermon worship music you know that kind of time um it doesn't sometimes traditional means other things like, yeah and that's it's so <laughs> so thank you for bearing with us because there's not better language for that yeah yeah there's not um I guess we're talking about that format the traditional yeah. in the sense of format of there's some kind of message the traditional music, skeleton the skeleton of church oh that's the name of this episode okay <laughs> got a little too excited oh my gosh can you imagine a t-shirt that's a church building that's made of bones Someone I feel like that. that sounds a different but also accurate message. Oh yeah, it does. But <laughs> I also like it. Making that shirt. Okay. <laughs> Support our Patreon and we'll have weird bone church merch. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll work on drawing that. Anywho, what was I talking about? I don't um, know. <laughs> bones? Why was I talking about you said skeleton? Uh, oh, we talked about the regular format of church. We keep calling uh, it tradition. Yes. Okay, so I also think that there is value in sermons and value in worshiping together and value in music and that experience I think that is like a very sacred time and I too get a lot from that I think being on the other side of things and running everything and seeing the behind the scenes of everything um I'm starting to resent the amount of pressure, time, and energy we put on something that at the end of the day is more of a performance. Mm -hmm. And I really like what you were bringing up, Kaylee, of like, okay, well, if we have a service, but then what if we like also have these focused community times where the people who can get what they like that connection stuff through online maybe then they'll come to like more of a community space and things like that I really um love that um like we did a church picnic 
couple weeks ago and we actually just didn't do church service we were like we're gonna do a picnic at the same time as church like come and I'm using the language of church but I guess I mean like at the same time as service because to me the picnic is also church anyway and some of our neighbors came over Mm -hmm. who would not go to a church service Mm -hmm. but you got a picnic and they wanted to come and hang out and then like two days later one of our neighbors came and helped like paint some banisters at the church and this is someone who's lived there forever but I've literally never seen Mm -hmm. but once we like connected they felt like they wanted to give back and be a part of you know this thing yeah And I feel like maybe we need a little less energy on the making Sundays happen. And happen in really pristine ways. Yes. As um, energy in making the connections happen, which won't always happen in a traditional format church Mm -hmm. service. Totally. Because there's people who will never step foot in that. Yeah, no, that's valid. And and in that, I think that it's important to recognize that you and I both see a call for churches to operate in ways that benefit the community surrounding them, regardless of attendance. Absolutely. Um, Which to us seems like such an obvious thing, but to a lot of people, it's a really radical thought. And so I feel like we need to call that out as like part of our church ideology. And I think for a long time, like churches were were kind of the community space of neighborhoods and towns whether or not you were necessarily a christian Mm -hmm. this was like a central space you would go there or um, to figure out healthcare things you would go there for town meetings you would like these were centralized spaces that people knew they could come to for this or that but they also knew like we give to this because it's a part of our community. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, a lot of churches have kind of lost that, not all Mm -hmm. churches, but I think specifically about like my church and other UMC churches that were, have been kind of through this time of dying out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Like my church has been there for, I don't know, since the fifties or something a lot of people in the neighborhood who have lived in their houses for 20 years, whatever, don't even recognize that the church is there. Like, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas we could be a staple of the community where we're not right now mm-hmm. and haven't been. And it's worth noting that the building that your church meets in, it could so easily be utilized for different community projects. Like yes. it's, it's such a unique and helpful space that could be cool. (laughs) Could be good. Yeah. So these are things I'm thinking about. And um, Haley, do you feel like, let's imagine people our age, our -hmm. generation, um, let's imagine maybe the people we work with other people that we know outside of church like what do you feel like they need right now 
Therapy. Um, there we go. <laughs> therapy. And good question. Oh, good question. Do you have an answer to that while I think? Not exactly. More questions. Do you think... <laughs> Do you think some type of communal space would benefit them? Yes. And I don't know. I I love dreaming about church operating this community space that's open to people beyond the actual like quote unquote congregants of a church. Mm-hmm. And you and I are fairly well read on church history. We know and have seen a lot of the damage that the church has done. I doubt that a lot of people our age specifically who have been really badly burned by the church, which is a lot of our friend circle. Um, yeah. But like those people, those people. <laughs> um but like for people who have been really 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 badly burned by the church either directly by the institution of church or by hyper-religious family members who used Mm -hmm. the bible as a weapon both experiences are terrible and valid um i can't imagine them trusting the church enough to to utilize it as community space which is heartbreaking Mm -hmm. but also And so maybe the question more so is like, how do we as the church work on repenting and um, reconciling? Do Do you think that we'll see that reconciliation in our lifetime? Maybe glimpses of it. I, I think a lot about like that concept of like, of legacy or of like, could you silence your phone while we record Um, sorry i have to take this i'm not taking this okay i've silenced (laughs) it i apologize um no but i think i think of this concept of legacy um which i wrote my bachelor senior thesis on so i'm familiar um (laughs) this concept of legacy or this concept if you want to use a biblical example of like moses in the desert Mm -hmm. where I think that you and I have committed our lives to building a thing that we might never actually see the fruition of. Yep, yep, yep. And that's sad, but I'm okay with it. I'm still going to work I, towards it. I think that's all of the work that I've committed to, like racial yeah. reconciliation, mm. church mm. reconciliation. like. And and that's the thing is, I'm I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that I've got like the big answer of like, oh, if we do this as the church, then these people will trust us again. <laughs> um, but I think I think that I do that work on a daily basis with, mm-hmm. like, the amount of... Um... So I had to yawn into my shirt very loudly. I was like... <laughs> That's what I that was. I yawn. I wondered what it was. yawning. <laughs> I, I think of, like, the interactions that I have. Um, oof, I'm going to say... it. <sighs> This is complicated. Let's to talk hear about. it. I'm going to start with a quick statement that nothing I do is done with the agenda of getting people to come to church. Period. No, that's I, not the agenda. I also want to say under. that butts in the pews is not my my forte. It's not what I'm pushing for. I'm just curious about things. <laughs> I think about 
um, a lot of a lot of friends that I have at work, most of them are atheist or at least agnostic. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them have church trauma, like deep church trauma. Mm-hmm. And something that I that I see as being potentially healing, again, I've never done anything with this agenda. It's something that I just notice every so often is that I don't like it, is that um, they have these moments where they're like oh right oh right you do that church thing like I mentioned one week that Taylor and I were preaching and they're like I always forget because you're genuine and kind and not aggressive mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. horrifying to hear as someone yeah. who's a part of that community to be like oh I hate I hate I hate that the world has like that the world no I hate I hate I hate that the church yep. <laughs> has like done so much damage that this is the, that's the default view that you have right and that's not your fault like what happened in your life is not your fault but like it hurts like it hurts my soul to be like oh this is something that I'm in and I'm passionate about and it sucks that I'm the exception to the rule for you yeah because I'm not doing anything that I think is radical I I think that I'm doing things that I think are very like powerfully Christian things Mm mm-hmm and when that's so antithetical to the experience that they've had with the church, that's so hard to hear, you know? Yeah. Because like, yeah. And so I, I never have approached those relationships with like, I'm going to fix Jesus for you because <laughs> one, that's not my intention for that relationship. My intention with that relationship is to like, see you as a human being and treat you as a human being because that's all I see people as as human beings it's <laughs> not cats or rabbits or dogs <laughs> and um my intention isn't like to save you and get you in church but sometimes I do see that glimpse of like maybe I'm doing restorative church work by being the least horrible Christian you know mm, yeah <laughs> Which, and if that's the case, I'm setting the bar, like the bar was set for me incredibly low. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. Mm. And it leads to really cool and interesting conversations where they're like, oh man, like I forget because, <laughs> because I value and validate my friends who are like queer. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that shouldn't be different than what you're experiencing from the church. Mm-hmm. Like I get that it is obviously it is it shouldn't be yeah yeah for sure and that's that's making me think of when we say restorative or reconciliation or things like that Mm -hmm. the other side of that doesn't necessarily mean now these people are christians and they're coming to church right and i don't know that that's i I, no sorry i right and i don't ever treat that like the goal like no totally and and that's I think something that like I really (laughs) that's something I really 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 want to like restate is Mm -hmm. because there are people in my life that I've built really big and genuine relationships on on with (laughs) here's the relationship Uh, prepositions are hard (laughs) no that I've built like really valuable relationships with and I I feel the need to be like it was never about fixing church for you Mm -hmm. like it was it was about treating you as a human being and having a genuine relationship with you and if in the process I made Christians seem less horrible then that's a cool bonus but that wasn't that wasn't the that wasn't what that relationship was about 
Totally. I think the goal, if we yeah. have any goal, is healing. And healing yeah. looks completely different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Nicole, you look so tired. I'm so tired. And I don't know where this came from. I was awake and I was like, I'm eating my cereal. And I was I'm drinking my tea and then my coffee. My tea and then my coffee and then my water. But now I'm like, I could sleep for seven days. I, I it's now I'm tired. <laughs> I have Sorry. to go and do counseling all day. Um, no, I think I think it's hard for this to not feel huge and burdensome sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but at the like end of the day, at the the like least you can do mm-hmm. is what you're talking about in being a good person and seeing people as people and treating them as such like, actually acting like that jesus guy we all talked about yeah. <laughs> i mean if we at least started there where we like line up christian folks and we're like okay you're not trying to get people into church you're not forcing religion on them you're just gonna treat them as people no put your hands down that's you know the most disgusting thing that i saw when i was in middle school oh what and and for reference i dissected a frog in middle school and this was grosser than that um (laughs) there was a girl that i knew in middle school who uh would put paper clips on her shoes for every person that she saved Poor girl. <laughs> How many paper clips she got? How many did she have? Yeah. Uh, when I knew her, like 13. And like I'm shaking my know. head. You can't see me. It's a <laughs> like I I I get I get the motivation behind that for a 12-year-old to be like, I'm saving people from the hell. Um I, I get I get what you think you're doing. Hmm. But man, I don't think I've ever seen people valued so cheap. I mean, like, it's, <laughs> to me, that's the same thing as, like, the, the like, idea of, like, notches in your bedpost. Like, it's, you, you're taking, <laughs> yeah. you're taking away everything that makes human relationship, human relationship, and just yeah. putting well, a number behind it. Make and it that- join the pyramid scheme. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah no and I think and I think that that's an idea that's really like stuck with me in really disturbing ways throughout my life where I'm like I never want to get to the point where that quote-unquote mission feels more important than human relationship because I don't think that that quote-unquote mission was ever more important to Jesus than human relationship and a deeper conversation for the future is what even is that mission because it's not the checklist box of conversion in my opinion and so we'll save that for another rainy day do you love these songs we have also it's not raining but i know i just looked outside and it's, it's beautiful friends 
when you hear this, it will be my birthday. No, it won't. Good oh, lord, I dang. hope I get this out before December. <laughs> Speaking of my birthday, does, does anybody have a cabin? I want to stay at a cabin for my birthday. Nicole's had the stream for a long time. If you have any leads on cabins, reach out to us. Friends, this episode should release on the 27th of September, but today... It's the 21st of September, and I'm really happy, and Nicole looks so over it, which I think is such a turn of events, because I think that if you would have posed this as, like, a bit for us, it would have gone the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I think normally what I'm doing is what you do. <laughs> you leave such long gaps in between your... your... <laughs> because Hold I know on. I can edit it down. <laughs> friends thank you so much for joining us today uh we appreciate you deeply and always appreciate you sticking around for our church chat church chat um (laughs) if you're interested in learning about nicole and myself check out our website www.neverthelessshepodcasted.com hey nicole oh good lord she's doing the thing again (laughs) where she's pulling her eyelids back Literally, yeah. this is exactly where I noticed that you were doing it last week, too. <laughs> Stop it. Yes, are we on I... Facebook? Yes, we are. Are we on Instagram? Um, Sure thing. Are we on Twitter? I guess. Seeing as you've never posted on our Twitter, I guess I that makes sense. I don't know how to use Twitter. <laughs> uh, checks out there at NTL. She podcasted. If you're interested in supporting us, check out our Patreon. As always, we appreciate you deeply. Stay safe out there. Stay hydrated. And make race car noises. Or take a nap. Do both. Take a nap in a race car bed. Oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. Also, did you know there's drag racing outside my street? Like why not that long ago i don't know it was crazy middle of the night (laughs) fireworks